Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. G'day and welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 917. This is my interview with Mark and Crystal Hansen. And the topic today is Ask. So this is off the back of their new book, which is titled Ask. And it is about the bridge between your dreams and your destiny. So we're discussing this powerful three-letter word, and that is asking questions. How can we ask more powerful questions? Well, if we can learn that trick, I think we can have a high level of success and really start to live towards our dreams and our passions and our goals more beautifully. Guys, this is a powerful interview. I hope you get some value from it, some inspiration. All the show notes will be at thehiddenwide.com for episode 917. Uh, Thank Mark and Crystal for coming on. Cheers. Mark and Crystal Hansen, welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. Great to have you here. I'm looking forward to our topic today uh, with the title of your book as well called Ask. So uh, let's begin. How are you guys today? We are great. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, doing well. It's a Friday here and I love Fridays, but every day is a good day. So let's enjoy (laughs) the conversation. I like the title, um, Ask. It's a really powerful three-letter word and the subtitle to your book is The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. So tell us a little about a little bit about the backstory behind this book and the word ask to you guys. We'll do that. We believe that everyone's got a great, even a phenomenal uh, destiny. And for most people, it's unexplored, non-tested. So what happens is we're looking around and every morning we start by prayer and meditation, the two of us together. And what we discovered is that there are a lot of great people out there that are talented, professionals, likable, all kinds of stuff, but the difference between those who have great success in whatever their art form is and those who do not are those that have mastered the task task of asking. And then we said, well, how do you ask? And we said three ways you ask. You ask yourself, you ask others, and you ask God. And uh, once it became clear, we wrote to that. And then at the very end, we interviewed uh, 26 superstar askers and we can talk about any of those too now crystal will answer that also for you me yeah yeah so um the the word ask i mean it's about asking questions and and you, you directed it to three different points um so the inner the outer and and god superpower or super being or whatever it might be um so that makes perfect sense but again i don't know i mean i'm sure we do all ask ourselves questions our internal narration is constantly asking questions uh, at least in my mind anyway um and perhaps we don't ask enough uh, external questions or perhaps we don't ask the right questions but what is it right well it's all of the above i mean and and you know you'd be surprised at how many people aren't asking those internal questions that's because those are the three channels, like Mark said, ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. 
And a lot of people are really cut off from their own ability to, to do that self-reflection through questioning. Um, it seems as though when they get stuck in a situation, oops, sorry about that. It seems as though when they get stuck in a situation, sometimes they just get sucked down into the situation and the circumstances around them and forget to ask, forget to question it, forget to be curious about the options that they might have that would lead them out of that. So it is something that you really need to deliberately learn and spend some time on. And part of it is just the fact that we're all so busy with our lives, you know? You know, we just, we're, yeah, we're just get into the routine and we don't take time. You know, we might be miserable. Things aren't working. Uh, relationships don't feel that great. Um, but we just get up the next day and start to do the same thing again. Never taking that time to sit down and say, what is feeling good about my life? What's not feeling good? Mm. How, you know, what, is there something that I really need to look at that I'm ignoring? Is it my re- in a relation, in my relationships? Is it in my career? Um, where do I feel the most satisfied? Where do I feel completely dissatisfied? And when you start to do some of that deliberate questioning, it's amazing what it will reveal to you. I suppose with everything going on right now, there's, there's a lot more time for people to ask. I certainly have felt a uh, greater slowdown and, um, a little bit more room and space for that, whether I'm doing it or doing it that well is is the other question, but and that's um, exactly what we're saying is that everybody is in isolation now, not just yeah. in us, but 8 billion people on the planet. And what Socrates said is, you know, know thyself. And the only way he taught to know thyself was by asking. And what we're saying is each of us has got to ask when we go through some sort of problems. In 1974, I went bankrupt all at once, lost $2 million in one blink of an eye. And all of a sudden, I'm checking a book out of the library, How to Go Bankrupt by What's my destiny? What's my destiny? What's my destiny, God? What's my destiny? And it said I was supposed to grow up and become a professional speaker and writer. And I thought, are you talking to me? And so that morning I went to breakfast. I was living out on Long Island, uh, New York. And I asked my three roommates, you know, I asked, I said, any of you guys know anyone that's young that uh, is not a cotton top, not a lawyer, doctor, celebrity, or famous person that is professionally speaking? One of my roommates was in real estate, John, and he said, yeah, yeah, there's a kid, a little older than you, but he's doing a fab job, a fabulous job out here in Hawpaw. Raced out there, watched him, was mesmerized, asked him if I could take him to lunch. He said, well, yeah, if you're buying, I'm going. And then a question I asked him, every question I could think of, and he said, look, if you'll stay out of my real estate market and just go after life insurance, I'll tell you exactly what to say, who to say it to, but the chance you're making is one in a thousand. I don't hold much hope for you, but... You know, I did more talks than him and more talks than almost anybody other than Tony Robbins those first three years, all by asking. Yeah, there you go. And what, what there's a lot of courage behind asking, isn't there? I'd been selling since I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, my parents were Danish immigrants and didn't have any money. Yeah. I didn't quite understand why they were saying no, I couldn't have a bicycle. So I read a Boy Scout Life magazine, and in the back it said you could sell greeting cards on consignment. I looked that up in the Webster's Dictionary that said that they'd give them to me, I'd sell it and have to send them half the money. So, wow, what a cool idea. And I went out in deep snow where I lived outside of Chicago at the time and sold yeah. 376 boxes of Christmas cards by asking every neighbor, saying, hey, uh, I'm earning my own bicycle. Would you like to invest in one box of Christmas cards or two? Most took two, and I sold the most ever then. And it was just it was great. So I have been asking since I was nine years old and think it is one of the most delightful, exciting <laughs> adventures that you can be on. And, and one guy told me, 
I am so dyslexic that when uh, somebody says no to me, I think they're saying on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for you, it's 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 been quite a part of the almost natural journey um, to to have that courage to go and ask and and not be fearful of of rejection, I suppose. But for a lot of people. Having that that courage and and backing themselves to go out and ask these questions and pursue their dreams and passions is is probably a big obstacle. Um, do you face that? And if so, how do you help people overcome that? Absolutely. In fact, um, one of the sections in our books is the seven roadblocks to asking because okay. what we found as we interviewed people is most people have at least one of these roadblocks. Mm. And, you know, there you know, it's unworthiness, um, which is really just conditioning from our childhood that tells us, you know, we don't deserve better. Um, naivete, just kind of meaning we're unaware of what's possible. We might have grown up with limited possibilities. Um, doubt, we're just kind of not sure how to ask. Maybe it just wasn't encouraged in our childhoods or got shut down along the way. Um, excuses, meaning, you know, you're just too stubborn or proud to ask. Um, fear, which is just, you know, some people are just terrified of asking for anything. And it's so important to get over that. And then there's just pattern paralysis where sometimes we just get so stuck in our patterns. We don't even know a way out. We don't even question a way out. Hmm. And then I think the saddest one is disconnection where you people just become numb to their inner truth, you know, that they, that they really have these dreams in their heart and, you know, are, are just so numb, they're afraid to even explore them. They just don't even, it's just not even available anymore. So it's really interesting. We have some real interesting stories around each of those roadblocks and to read these journeys and people who realize the way out of those. So, yeah, suppose that, um, so, you know, self-introspection and, and asking inwardly is, is probably where it all starts because if you're not asking the right questions about yourself and where you want to go and your destiny, et cetera, then how do you know what questions to ask externally? Yes, it always starts with asking yourself with that internal journey for sure so you can define what it is you want, what are your values, what what's working inside your mind and heart and what's not. Yeah, is this a, is this the start of your book? Is like that the, the part one? Apologies, I don't have your book with me, but... Yes, yes, uh-huh. We talk about, yes, exactly. This, the seven roadblocks to asking is in the beginning and talking about... Um, you know, how the journey is ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And, you know, each, each of the stories, we just have some remarkable stories in this book. And we love the power of storytelling because, you know, uh, stories are, are metaphors for our own lives and metaphors are patterns and our brain thinks in patterns. So it's a very good way to learn very quickly when you're reading someone else's story or journey through something and out the other end of it. Mm. And, so it, it's really beautiful. We have some some really cool stories, but we also did a lot of research for the book, and we found that just back to asking yourself, when you sit and ask yourself questions, literally a different part of your brain lights up and goes to work for you, and it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. So you just become a better resource to yourself. Your brain becomes a resource to yourself, but you have to sit down and ask the questions. You know, it doesn't just happen. And, and I think that's what we were saying before. Like, people just get sucked into their routine and it's miserable, but they don't take even that much time. Part of it is we're so distracted mm. because we start feeling crummy about something, pop on social media. Oh, how many likes did I get today? Yeah, you know? right. It's so easy. It's so easy to distract yourself and not do the work. And then you wake up the next day and feel just as miserable as you did the day before. So, 
we're just challenging everybody through this time, especially this time where we have, pretend there's no pandemic. What if someone gave you this time right now, these weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, to really work on yourself? What would you do with that? Well, you got the time. You have the time. You know, our government's stepping in. People aren't going to die or starve. So you, we're just challenging people and saying, utilize this time. Make it the best time you've ever had to sort of question yourself, um, find out what's working, what's not working, and really set a new plan for going forward once we're, we're finished with this. Yeah, I think a couple of points there that you sort of touched on is is it doesn't happen by itself. You know, you need to take that time to ask the questions. Um, and that sort of this this whole idea of short-termism, um, we want instant gratification. Everyone wants a quick fix. Um, and that's certainly not the process or the journey of delving within and going on that, that personal journey in life, from my experience anyway, and I'm pretty sure you guys would um, agree. Um, yep. So you need to you give yourself that time and give yourself that time not only to ask inwardly questions, but give yourself that time on the journey. Um, so don't try and rush things. Certainly to get the momentum moving there, and I'm just reflecting back when I started asking more questions, the, the source for me wasn't just going, okay, I'm just going to sit down and you know get into my room and sit here in silence for an hour. That certainly is not where I started. What started me asking questions is by listening to podcasts like this, um, talking to people like you, reading books like the ones that you have. That's really what made me start thinking. And when I started that that thought process, that's when I started asking those questions, you know, and that's that's when the move movement for me started happening. And that was probably about 10 years ago now. Well, that's exactly what happened with me too, Lee. It's fascinating that you'd say that because 1974, I'm bankrupt, I'm upside down, I'm out of money, and out of, I thought I was going to be out of life. And what happened is I started listening to self-help action tapes, books, and videos. I, I asked the biggest guy in the business, the guy who really started the whole marketplace for you and I and everybody, and he trained myself and Zig Ziglar and a few of us, named Dean, his name is Cabot Robert, the Dean of Speakers and the founder of National Speaker Association, I wrote him a letter and asked him if I could pick him up <laughs> in New York. Now, remember, I got a $400 pitted window permanently air-conditioned Volkswagen at the time, and this guy's really rich. He used to getting picked up in limos. And I said, look, you fly into New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. I, I will pick you up, take you anywhere you want to go. And then he not only answered immediately, he told me to pick him up, but I picked him up. He was not. He was humble. He didn't get uptight about being in a junky car falling apart. <laughs> I asked him a thousand questions, and and he actually said, "Look, this is what's gonna, you're going to make it, boy. You've got such purposeful passion, you can't miss." Hmm. And that asking is just critical. Why was it that when you started listening to all the my peers and your peers in in Australia, what what is it that catalyzed your deep asking, Lee? Oh, what what got me to that point? Yeah, I suppose the uh, the journey that I was on felt felt meaningless, and um, yeah, I just I, I stopped one day and looked at myself and said, "What is this all about?" You know, there's got to be more purpose to all this. Um, and I was just like everyone else, um, straight out of school, straight out of college, um, working, you know, trying to live the life the best I could, um, really being guided externally rather than internally, and that really that pained me. I hated it. Um, and that's when I stopped and then said, no, there's got to be something more than this. And I think a transition of careers too helped me do that because I went from being a retail manager executive to uh, real estate. And in real estate, um, you know, to learn, I had to go out there and find mentors and things like that. And in that space, you know, because you get rejection every day in sales, there was a yes. lot of that, that positive talk. So I guess there was a combination of a couple of things there, but certainly 
um, that's sort of the time when I just started saying, hey, what's, what is this all about? What am I doing? You know, is this, you know, is this going to take me anywhere that has meaning to me? And the answer was no. So That's what Crystal and I have found is that more people than ever are, are being in isolation. And for the first time, they're saying, hey, they may not use your languaging or mine right now about externalist versus internalist. But, you know, most people say, well, all I wanted was a nice house and a good wife and a few trips a year. And all of a sudden they're saying, wait a second, I'm now in lockdown. What am I really thinking about? What is this? What am I been internalizing? What are my feelings? And they're starting to ask deep probing and important questions. And mm. we're saying, you're also going to ask, you know, how am I going to pivot and how am I going to profit from this? Because we're going to go into the greatest growth decade ever because out of every depression, and every recession comes extraordinary growth. And the Depression 1898, we got the telephone, we got the electricity, and we got the automobile. And then the last one, we got the computer and the telephone and jets. The question is, what are we going to get this time? And I think it's going to be extraordinary. And everyone's got to be ready and then say, how, the question has got to be themselves, how am I going to participate in this expansion, this opportunity, this looming relevance that's going to make my life more meaningful, impactful, and important? Yeah, and I think it's a bit of a wake up this this moment too for you know understanding that we can't rely on a job where we can go to every day and come home and return and you know consume and, and just live that life. Like nowadays, it's it's more up to the individual to, to 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 own their journey and own their life. And I think that's where this time where we have to sort of forced isolation, you know, think about these things and think about what that journey will look like for us. Absolutely, and I think as a country, we're realizing a lot of things that most people yeah, didn't understand or like, you know, who knew all of our, all of our pharmaceuticals came from China and, you know, our Advil, 98% of our Advil and all these other things. And, and so I think it's been a, a slap in the face and a wake up call that all of these things that we uh, rely on for our health and wellness and, and well-being uh, are out of our control. And so I think a lot of that is going to be shifted, that supply chain, the manufacturing, business opportunities galore are going to be surfacing. So if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, how can you play a part in this this comeback? I think mm. it's going to be a huge comeback for America in so many ways. Ten Aussies. It'll be interesting to see how that, that localization sort of unfolds. Right. And if it does, yeah. Um, look, really cool. Um, where do we go from here? So asking questions inwardly and, and sort of Figuring out, you know, what what our goals are, I suppose, and passions are, and and then you know, pursuing those by asking questions. What's the what's the practice or steps from here? Right. So from here, um, we say that you there was a section in the book, and we talk about this, but it's and you'll relate to this, I'm sure. But you need to prepare to be a good asker. Um, so when you sit down with yourself, um, one of the first things is you need to have belief. So this anticipation and this belief that there is an answer for you somewhere out there that you just mm. need to keep asking. And then the second step is um, in preparation is action. You know, you can't just start asking and, and then sit on the sofa and, and cover yourself with a blanket and think things are going to happen. You know, whatever it is you're asking about, as you start to get these illuminations, as ideas start to pop into your mind, which they will, if you're really asking yourself these questions, then you need to keep the journey going and start to take action around your asking journey. And then it's once you start getting those, those solutions, illuminations and ideas yourself, then start taking it out to other people. That's the time to ask others. Who's the person who knows something more about this? What, you know, who do I respect and admire? Who could I talk to? What is it? You know, where can I find out more information about this? 
How can I become better at what I want to do or be? And so all of those things are very, very important. And the next one is visualization. Visualization is so important. The power of our imagination is really unlimited. And a lot of times our logical mind will get in the way of, you know, letting us make a full out plan for what it is we want to do once we sort of arrive at, at that idea. So it's important to just go into your imagination and just do it in a very unfettered way. And imagine we say, go to the end game, go to your ideal scenario and write it out. This is what I'm doing. This is what it looks like. This is what I love, whether it's a relationship career, and then engineer it backwards. Start asking the questions backwards. How did I get here? Who did I talk to? Where do I find this? You know, and in that way, you can truly start to create your ideal life, your ideal career, your ideal job, mm. your ideal relationship. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful process. So belief, ask, take action. Um, with the visualization process, how does that look? Now, maybe one of you can give us an example from your personal lives. How do, how do you put the visualization into a daily practice and what does it look like? Well, as a book author, when Jack and I first were doing Chicken Soup for the Soul, I literally interviewed 101 best-selling authors, but I knew how to write. So I did, and Jack is third in his class at Harvard, so he obviously knew how to write. Yeah. And, and so we didn't need that. So I in, interviewed him, Lee, but I interviewed him about how do you market? How did you sell? What specifically do you do? And then I wrote that down, and then each of them gave us something different. But one of them, the guy who wrote a load rest travel, which was 58 weeks number one before we were 58 weeks number one with uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, uh, said, hey, look, you ought to put it everywhere. So we took a picture of our book because we knew what the cover looked like. We said, number one, New York Times bestseller. We blazed an ad on the book. We put, we cut out the ad out of the New York Times because that's what where everyone, including Amazon, buys books from around the world. So we put that on there that Mark and Jack, Chicken Soup, this whole number one bestseller, New York Times. And we put it on the mirror at my house, at Jack's house, at, at uh, my office and Jack's office. And we made it colorful. And we looked at it every time you went to the bathroom. So we branded into our respective brains, etched in the fabric of our being and our spouses and our kids and our staff. And so we owned the visualization before. What one of our mm-hmm. teachers, Neville, said is you got to live in the assumption of the wish fulfilled. So we were living and asking, how does this come to be? And then when we were selling 20,000 uh, books a week, they wouldn't let me be on the New York Times list, so I called the lady who controlled the list, and she said, sir, you are a multi-authored book. And I said, you don't do any multi-authored books. Is that what you're telling me? She said, absolutely not. I said, you're positive. She said, I'm positive. I said, lady, you got the Bible on there. That's got 66 authors, unless, <laughs> unless you include maps. Then it's 67 or a whole lot more. So I think you ought to put us on next week. She said, you're in, boy. So you got to be smart in your visualization be able to handle the attack, because each of us is going to get, you said rejection a minute ago, and I said I'm so rejection-proof that I think no means on. And then, and then you got to be a bold asker like Crystal said. Yeah. Right. Now, I think there's a lot of different areas we could delve into here along this whole journey of asking, like, you know, how, how do we develop deep beliefs? How do we go about goal setting? Because it's all interrelated, isn't it? But again, we, we just want to stick to that topic of asking those powerful questions. And I think within each of them sections – that's what we need to do is, is ask. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to add one thing to that visualization part. Yep. If you add emotion to it, it's much more powerful. 
as a clinical hypnotherapist and life coach, I mean, we use in, in hypnotherapy, it's all, you know, imagination, visualization. Um, mm. so you're literally walking through, you're basically walking your brain through the scenario you want to be living. And if you can really walk through that in a way that you feel the emotion. So imagine that you want to, you know, sell a building and you, you're imagining that, you know, take it a little further and have, put the emotion to it. You're sitting across from the, per, the person, you just signed the deal, you're celebrating together, you're toasting each other, and that the emotions will create deeper memories um, in, in your brain and in your body. It's really, there's a lot of science on this. I don't know how much you know about it, Lee, but mm. uh, important to try, to try to bring up emotions, positive emotions, as you're doing your imagination. Yeah, right. That's, Could um, I give one? Sounds like a difficult um, thing to do. Yeah, well, the the point is, when I was starting to speak, remember, I'm back in Long Island, and Wayne Dyer is number one at the time. He was going to be talking all over Long Island because that's where he started, and he did bigger and bigger Doppler circle rings. But I used to go every night and carry his books in for him and sell them in the back of the room, and I was feeling selling his books like they were mine, and then I'd obviously pepper him with questions when we had dinner afterwards at night. Hmm. And the point is I, I came to own the idea. Like Crystal said, you got to own the emotion, own the feeling. And if that means you got to be an apprentice or a mentee, which I was at that time. And now, you know, I mentor people all, literally all over the world. And because and we want more success for everyone listening than they've ever imagined. But it only happens if they become bold askers and are willing to go over, under, around, or through all the hoops to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Do you put into like you know a time into your day where you sit there and and just focus on on your visuals and and you know what you're planning to oh, to do. move towards, or is it just a matter of you've you've practiced it so well now that you can you know put up some images of of the book you're releasing and put it around you and and that just helps your your dreams and and yeah I guess your consciousness wake up to it. We no, we real real realize the the importance of taking that deliberate time hmm. every day. So we do it first thing in the morning because we feel like it sets our day. And what we do is, you know, sort of sit there and have a discussion and organize our priorities. What are what are our top priorities and what do they look like, you know, in a logical form hmm. and sort of come to consensus on that. And then we will do sort of a, a prayer and then meditation, visualization, and literally see it happening and declare it happening. And it's so powerful, you know, if you know anything about the law of attraction all of that comes together because you do become a magnet for what you can easily accept emotionally and, and easily visualize in your mind. So it's, it's all of you coming to work for yourself. Once you're able to do that, it's your instincts, it's your deep DNA, it's your intuition, it's your gut, it's the universe. Everything's sort of orchestrating together mm. to make that happen for you but you need to take that planning time it's your it's your architect architectural time you know you're you're planning your life you're doing the architecture of your life by doing that what sort of time do you recommend sort of dedicating to that on a daily basis i guess it's up to the individual and in their circumstance but minimum 15 minutes and and yeah. you know it, we're doing a lot of businesses we're not only doing books we're doing some other businesses so you know, we're uh, deeply involved in a lot of activities, inclusive of, of raising money for a charity called ChildHelp.org, which is uh, working to end child abuse and neglect and sex trafficking. But back to your question about visualization, 
even on the wall of my office today, we have a picture of Ask before we got the original book and how many copies we're going to sell and how fast we're going to sell, what it's going to take and, and what we're going to do. And it, it is amazing that it's working. Yeah. Have you, it's been released and launched, hasn't it? Uh, it actually, the official uh, launch date is April 28th, but we're, we're doing pre-orders now, pre-sales right now. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Can people go to Amazon Lee in Australia and buy it, uh, or we'll stick some links in the show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have to um, Amazon.com in Australia. I wonder if it's yeah, there. It's available um, in the UK and you know Ireland and England. We just we've done some podcasts there. So it was a really fun show there. Um, but it's available there almost about the same time it comes out here. I think it's April. 28th there, but we also are inviting everybody, if they get the book, send us a link um, to the, send us a receipt to reception at markvictorhanson.com, and we're going to invite everybody to a big virtual book club. So yeah. once everybody gets the book and, ha- and you know, has had a chance to read it, read it we're going to do this uh, private group book club that should be really fun and really dynamic. So That sounds cool. Okay. We'll have to keep us posted on the links for that too. Um, is, is it easy? Cause I've just had a look here on the Australian Amazon site and you can get the Kindle version currently. Um, but I'll, I'll find the links and I'll stick them in the show notes guys. So you can check out this episode at the Um, and we'll, we'll share the links within that. Um, is, do you have a website or something people can go to, to register for these sort of things? They can go to markvictorhanson.com, yep. reception, markvictorhanson.com. Yeah, my website is crystal crystalvisionlife.com. Just my website's Crystal Vision Life, and there's some goodies. We're redoing my uh, website right now, but I have a really great gift for people. It is an audio. It's a guided visualization audio um, called Purge Messy Thinking, and so that'll be up. We're just doing the conversion um, in a couple of days, Hmm. so I want to give that as a gift to everyone because it's powerful, and it's what we're talking about. It's a closed-eye visualization using hypnotherapy techniques and... um, yeah, it's a great way to reboot yourself. All right, cool. I'll have to grab those links off you if I don't have them, but um, we can communicate that after. Um, look, it's been a um, yeah a cool interview. I, I think we could probably do this again sometime. To be honest, I think um, we've got a lot more stuff to talk about. So um, let's let's organise that as well. Good. We love it. Great. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts, guys? Final thoughts. We think everyone is going to learn asking. And they're going to fulfill their destiny, which we think everyone's got a great, extraordinary, inwardly born with themselves destiny, but it can only be revealed and released with profound asking. Yep. And we're just saying, you guys, do not give up on your dreams. I know they're still inside of you. You just need a little help. And asking is the simple step. It's a simple journey. Let's take it together. Get the book. Come to the book club. We'll, we'll do this together. Yeah, nice. Guys, check it all out, thehiddenwire.com. This is episode 917 at thehiddenwire.com. You can check out the show notes there. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. 
I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.